Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a December 7th, Wednesday edition. Of the Lockdown Blazers podcast, I'm your host Eric Garcia Gunderson, a writer for BlazersEdge.com and the former Blazer beat writer for the Vancouver Columbian, writer at other places as well. Welcome back to Lockdown Blazers, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. If you'd like to subscribe to our podcast, you can do so via iTunes, Audio Boom, Stitcher, TuneIn FM, Google Play. If you'd like to advertise with us, send us an email at lockdownblazers at gmail.com. Welcome back to the show. Blazers were playing really well as of late. They were stringing some wins together. They just got Al Farouk Aminu back, looking like things were starting to trend upward. They played a little bit more aggressive defense against the Bulls uh, in their pick-and-roll coverage. That didn't continue tonight. Uh, Blazers lose in Milwaukee, 115-107. They lose a halftime lead, ending a three-game losing streak. It was uh, not... uh, It was a very, very forgettable second half for the Blazers where they gave up 64 points. They were up by seven at halftime. And they they really just they they really blew it uh blew the game on the road. It's tough to win on the road. The Bucks are uh, an energetic young team with talent. So not to say that this was a game that they should not have lost, but they lose it nonetheless. In they were dominated in the second half, and the guys that beat them some in some ways you got to tip your cap, and then in some other ways you got to think. Why does this stuff keep happening to the Blazers? Matthew Della Vadova had 16 points in, or had 14 points, excuse me, in the second half of this game, which was more than any player in the second half. So, uh, backup point guard going wild, but the that wasn't just it. Uh, a lot of guys on the Bucks in this game really had great games. Just to not even start with the stars for the Bucks tonight, Malcolm Brogdon, Greg Monroe, Michael Beasley, and Matthew Dellavedova had 57 points combined tonight. So when you have that combined with Jabari Parker scoring 27 points uh, on pretty efficient sh- shooting, all of Jabari's makes tonight in this game came in the paint. 
except for one three-pointer that he hit. And Giannis Antetokounmpo, who you may know as the Greek Freak, 15 points, 11 assists, 12 rebounds. He is just a matchup nightmare, seven-foot point guard, and was really a catalyst all night long, getting the ball in transition. And him and Parker and were, were, were the main guys getting to the rim and really creating situations where the Blazers' defense was compromised. And then that kind of opened things up for Beasley to get his mid-range work in, Monroe to get mid-range jumpers, Brogdon to get floaters, Brogdon hit some threes, and Tony Snell hit some threes. And I I, I will say uh, I was a little – I was really – I really focused tonight on – Portland's pick and roll defense because uh, Jason Quick reported after the Chicago game that the Blazers' big men had asked the coaching staff if they could come out and blitz pick and rolls more, be more aggressive, use their good footwork and their quickness because Portland's big men, for the most part, are not uh, behemoths. They're not imposing rim protectors. And they did that against... Jimmy Butler and Dwayne Wade in the Chicago game tonight it looked like they did not designate any Milwaukee ball handlers for similar treatment and they went back to the hanging back laying off guys uh in the pick and roll and 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 having their big men drop back to what extent that that affected the the game tonight I don't know but uh it it certainly the, the way that a lot of their big men were dropping back and this isn't even a pick-and-roll scheme thing. I just want to pick on one thing with Mason Plumley. Jabari Parker was his matchup for a lot of the night uh, in this game, and Plumley was very lax, not getting out on him. Uh, it was clear that the scouting report for the Blazers about the Bucks was let them shoot the three, and with good reason, the Bucks are not a good three-point shooting team. They shoot 33% and they're a bottom tier three point shooting team for the most part. And they hit 42% of those threes tonight. But another aspect of that is it playing so far back off of them uh, against a team that doesn't normally shoot the three. Well, you can give them those open shots. Sure. But then you also allow them to kind of get a whole full head of steam going at you, which it seemed like was a, a, a point of concern from the big men, reading their comments in quick story on CSN, which you should check out. Blazers lose tonight. Bucks shoot abnormally well. It has to be said they they don't normally shoot the three this well, but at the same time, it seems to be a trend that teams play particularly well offensively against the Blazers. Uh, and, And the fact that they were able to Shoot the three tonight for the Bucks was a major plus and and probably swung them this game. That they're they're a good interior inside out team, and when you combine the fact they shot forty two percent from three, made ten threes, and they got to the paint at will the way they did tonight, not hard to see why the Blazers blew this game. I thought Portland's defense was really strong early on, and and it it tailed off a little bit. It seemed like they were a little more organized in the first half, but as the game went along, it seemed like they started to 
not be as engaged and some of those things, those small things, another small thing that I saw late in the first half was Jabari Parker has a breakaway and the Blazers are getting back in transition and Parker goes in to lay the ball up and Plumlee, there are two other Blazers back and Plumlee's trailing the play and then he tails off towards the right, towards the corner where the three-point line is and his guy or the guy next to him when he was running, John Henson, continues towards the basket and gets an offensive rebound and scores because Parker missed the layup. And it, it's stuff like that that just it, it kills you as a basketball team. And and, and, and and that happens too much for the Blazers. And, and Plumlee made up for it with a couple of good defensive plays right after. But the problem of it is, is this the, the Blazers are kind of a lazy defensive team. They just are. There's there's no way around it. And we can blame the scheme all we want, but there's a lot of teams that play a conservative defensive scheme that don't go about it as lazily as the Blazers do. And and I, it, it's an interesting time for the Blazers because they're in the middle of a road trip. They don't have time to practice. They It's really hard to change a, a defensive scheme, especially something that they've built their identity around for so long on the fly like that. So I, I see why they stick with it, and I also see that why they stick with it because last year they tried to be a little bit more aggressive and it didn't work. Maybe this team, being a little bit more mature but still very athletic, can do a better job of that. We don't know, but so far... It seems like the players are just not, they're not engaging enough with the defense and they need to do a better job of that. At the same time, the Bucks shot the ball really well tonight, abnormally well for their standards. But again, the Blazers tend to do this. So um, I think at this point, you know, we have to start considering these offensive explosions by bad teams as something that speaks more to the Blazers than it does their opponents. So we'll, we'll see what they do with the defense. They, they don't really have an extended period at home until after Christmas. Uh, so it, it's going to be uh, interesting how they, how they play this, how they change things up. If they change things up on the defensive end, if they go to a more aggressive scheme, it seemed like all the players really were very positive on that. It seems like something that they would want to do. Um, right now, though, I, I logistically, it just has to be stated that they can't just download a computer program into their brain and suddenly play that scheme well. They've got to practice at it, and right now they just don't have practice time. So uh, they did have a day off in between, but I, I just think, I just want to illuminate that it's going to be really hard for them to get that in. So... Um, and, and, and also they, they, they made it a situational thing against the bulls, but, um, they've got the Grizzlies coming up who are without Mike Conley. So they don't have their best ball handler. They're also without Chandler Parsons. So not great ball handlers, uh, at, at first thought from the Grizzlies, for the Blazers to worry about like Atentacupo was tonight and and like Parker was tonight and like Wade and Butler were the night before who the Blazers did as best as they could against but still 
an NBA team and we've seen lots of NBA teams who you may not think of as strong offensive teams like the Pelicans or uh, have or, or, or like the Bucks tonight have really strong offensive outings. So nothing is given. The, the Grizzlies are still in front of the Blazers by a considerable amount. But Portland can do themselves a favor here in the season series if they take this one because then they will at least guarantee themselves a split. So this game coming up in Memphis is a big one. Just to run down some numbers for the Blazers tonight in the loss, Damian Lillard, 30 points, 7 rebounds, 6 assists. C.J. McCollum, 23 points, 5 assists, 3 rebounds. Mason Plumley, 10 points, 10 rebounds. Maurice Harkless had 11 points and was pretty solid. Aminu played 18 minutes in his second game back. Slight increase, but not very much. And Alan Crabb had a good game from the field, 14 points. Evan Turner, not so good of a game from the field. Six points, two of eight from the field, three assists, four rebounds. Myers Leonard, three points, three three-pointer, uh, three three-pointers, excuse me, nine points, three rebounds, and... Uh, Ed Davis played 17 minutes, grabbed five boards. Blazers actually did a pretty good job on the boards in this game against the Bucks. They out-rebounded Milwaukee in this one, 44-41. to But ultimately, Blazers bit by that three-point shooting by the Bucks. Points off turnovers. Blazers gave up six, gave up 16 turnovers tonight and allowed 21 points off of those turnovers. Again, speaking to... The Blazers' poor transition defense, their inability to stop the ball in transition. Antetokounmpo's a monster in transition when he gets going, and Parker can get that way. He was that way tonight. But again, the Blazers did not do uh, themselves any favors by sweating. They didn't sweat the details enough in this game. They, they they didn't get back enough. Their concentration just hasn't been there, and it's it's little moments like that drive, like that drive and and an offensive rebound where Plumlee just doesn't even stick a body on a guy or and, and things like that 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 hurt and and as as scheme we can talk about that which is an interesting conversation and I would enjoy talking about the the benefits of the scheme and we can get into that and and why they're deciding to go with what they've gone with to this point and why they may change which we talked about with what the players said. But at some point, it also comes down to execution, and the execution just is not there. And and it, it, it's on everyone, and it, they need to be better. Tonight, they just they weren't good enough. They just gave up all of the quality shots that you would want to give up. It was wide-open threes. It was... Buckets in transition. The Bucks sure hit their fair share of tough ones in this game, but Blazers really helped them out a lot. And that's why they lost. That's why they, their winning streak is, is over, and and that's why they were unable to hold on to a seven-point lead. They, they, they were playing really well. Normally, they've been a, a team that finishes strong, and they actually outscored the Bucks in the fourth quarter tonight, but it was that third quarter where... Uh, the Bucks really just started to get anything they wanted, 34 points. And again, Portland 
just given up 30 in, in quarters too often. They, they just do it with regularity. They, it, does, it feels like every game there's at least two quarters where they're giving up 30. And it, 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 it's, it's super unsustainable. Aminu's still not 100%. Perhaps tonight was just an, a bad matchup with, with Parker versus Plumlee in, in, in that scenario that they had tonight. And Aminu does help this team play better defense, but he's also still got to acclimate himself and he's not going to be the best version of himself for a little while because he's still got to get back. He, he still doesn't have his full conditioning, still can't play full amount of minutes. Uh, his reads in the game, he, he his ball handling, which I thought looked a little improved early in the regular season, still looks to be there, but his his shot right now is is still really far off and uh, I, you got to wonder whether that's going to come back. You can't take that for granted given his career numbers. So it, it, it it's an interesting time again for the Blazers. I, I think they're still trending upward. I still think that they're a better team, but I, I do wonder how they're going to approach teams now defensively and how they're going to change their scheme against certain ball handlers because they changed it against Chicago. And then just from watching the game, it seemed like they didn't do anything different tonight against the Bucks, depending on who had the ball. So they've got Memphis without Conley in, in the next one. They've got to deal with Andrew Harrison and Troy Daniels and Troy Williams and Wade Baldwin handling the ball and, and Tony Douglas, who's back in the league. But so, so we'll see who who they decide to do anything different with. If they decide to do anything different against those guys, maybe maybe we see something different, more like what we saw against Chicago, against Indiana when they play Paul George, if George plays, uh, which I think he should. So interesting times right now for the Blazers' defense when it comes to how they're going to attack teams and which direction they go. Um, they may have a, an adjustable, adaptive type of approach, uh, and, and tonight could have been uh, an approach where they just thought the Bucks aren't a good three-point shooting team, let's let them shoot threes, and they, and they, they got burned tonight. So uh, sometimes you play the percentages, and, you, and, and that's what happens. But I still, I still think that there's still plenty of questions about, about this team's defense, as there should be, until they figure it out, if they figure it out at all, because right now it's 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 not working. And whether it's execution or scheme, they've got to figure it out. They, they've tried some things, but they didn't go back to it tonight. So uh, I'm interested to see where they go from here. They got Memphis tomorrow on a back-to-back. I wouldn't expect many changes. I think they'll probably stick to what they had tonight, but uh, – the, the, the guys getting into the paint, guys attacking, has really hurt the Blazers, and it, it hurt them against the Bucks tonight, who have a lot of guys who are predisposed to that style of game, and Antetokounmpo and Parker, who really play their game inside the three-point line. So uh, the strategy that the Blazers have normally gone with just may have been particularly bad for, for this opponent. Blazers lose 115-107 to the Milwaukee Bucks tonight. Jabari Parker had 27 for the Bucks on 11 of 23 shooting. A lot of that came in the paint. Giannis Antetokounmpo had a, a triple-double. And 
a bunch of other supporting players for the Bucks had good games. The Memphis game tomorrow it should be interesting. Myers Leonard versus Mark Gasol is always a fun matchup. Uh, I, I, I suppose I, I, I'm assuming we're going to get uh, plenty of that matchup. Gasol shooting threes these days. He's healthy. As long as he's there, even if Conley's not there, the Grizzlies are still going to be a really tough team. And you never know when Conley might come back. That guy's super, super tough. But it definitely won't be. Definitely won't be tomorrow in Memphis. Perhaps it will be snowing if you're in the Portland area. You can cozy up and watch that game. It's a big one for for the Blazers' playoff implications, but uh, they're 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 still close enough to to worry about this game in that context. But they just need to continue extending wins. It seems like the Lakers are starting to fade right now, so the Blazers are are, are hanging around in that playoff picture. But right now, it seems like they're fading from the rest of the pack, where Memphis is, Houston is, Oklahoma City is, and they need this game more so than for season series implications or anything like that with Memphis just to keep pace with that entire group, not just not just the Grizzlies because uh, that's the group they want to be in. That's the group that they were in last year, and that's, uh, that's where they should be. But we'll see if they can correct these mistakes. That's going to do it for me on Locked on Blazers. Eric Garcia Gunderson, your host. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Audio Boom, TuneIn FM. Leave us a five-star review. If you'd like to advertise with us, you can email us at lockdownblazers at gmail.com. You can tweet at me at Eric underscore Gunderson. Let us know what you think. And uh, let us know if you have any questions because we, we love doing that. Had a lot of fun with Dane Carbaugh doing the Twitter mailbag. So uh, keep sending those questions. Would love to talk about them. Uh, Stay warm. Be safe. Drive safe if you're in the Oregon, Portland area. Uh, We're going to get hit with the storm, it sounds like. So uh, please, everyone, uh, take precautions. And, uh, yeah, be good.